Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I know you've heard that curiosity killed the cat, but that negative spin is all wrong. We know from the research that curiosity will help with everything from improving your relationships to coping better with rejection, to feeling happier, more fulfilled in your life. And in the last 30 years, we've amassed a lot of great research illustrating the benefits of curiosity. In fact, describing a day you felt curious will boost your mental and physical state by 20% more than if you told me about a day you just felt incredibly happy. So today we're going to discuss the biggest benefits of curiosity and my top tips for easily being more curious in all of your relationships. So stay tuned. I'm Dr. Abby Medcalf, and I'm a practicing psychologist, number one Amazon bestselling author, TEDx speaker, and all-around relationship maven with over 35 years of experience helping people just like you. Join me as I teach you actionable tips and strategies to create connection, joy, and ease in all your relationships. So let's get to it. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Abby Metcalf. And for any of you who are about to write a comment that I should just get to the point already, move along. (laughs) This is not your podcast and I don't want to hear your comments. If you don't have something nice to say, I really don't want to hear it. So just move along because I I give a full picture of things. I talk about the research. I give the tips. I give the why. I give the how. I give the what. It's how I do it. If you're looking for a three-second answer to a problem, I am not your girl. So again, don't waste your time. Move along. Love you. Sending you with so much of my heart. But uh, I get a little tired of some of the people saying crappy things to me. There you go. So for the rest of you, which is the vast majority, and thank you for the love on YouTube especially, we're really growing our YouTube channel, and I love it there because I can really reply and respond when you leave reviews, which I really appreciate, in other places. And please do if you haven't yet on 
Spotify or Apple or rate it or whatever. That's wonderful, but I can't like, I can't respond. So when you leave a comment under the video, I can and I love that. And if you are watching me on YouTube, please subscribe. So let's talk. Let's get into it. I'm excited about today. I've been thinking about this for a while. I know I say I'm always excited. Leave it alone. Uh, as humans, I mean, we are profoundly curious creatures from uh, an evolutionary perspective, seeking out the latest, the newest information obviously was vital to our, to reproduction, to survival. And think about it. If, if I knew as early as possible that there was maybe a tribe out there about to sneak up on our tribe and try to kill us or take our resources, then the quicker I had the information, the better, the more questions I asked, the more I understood where are they, what's happening. Or if someone told us about a food source, you know, uh, well, where is it and how long will it be there? And are the, is, are the caribou moving fast? You know, the, this is part of our survival is understanding new information. And in fact, so when we get new information, the reward structures in our brain are activated. And the research shows that new, get this, new information stimulates our brains the same way sex and food do. I know. I have long said that when I'm doing research, Gary so, kind of jokes with me sometimes. If you haven't been listening a while, Gary's my man. Um He'll, he'll sort of joke like, it's an aphrodisiac. You know, I'm like, ooh, new research. Woo, you know, I need a fan. I need to have a cigarette after I read a research uh, article. Uh, you know, this is, no, I don't smoke. Uh, but I, it does, it really sort of turns me on and gets me excited. I wouldn't say as much as, I don't know if I've ever had an orgasm reading a research article. So I think sex is more. And certainly food, we all know I love food. I talk about it all the time. But it does stimulate those same parts of the brain unbelievable. So when you're when your curiosity is aroused, your brain is flooded with a neurotransmitter called dopamine, which you've likely heard of. And it really makes you want to like dig in further to to explore whatever is interesting you, interesting you even more. Uh, so just anyway, amazing, right? And let me just of course say that there's a ton of research in today's uh, podcast. And so if you want to do the research yourself, if you're that person, go over to the website. I'm not going to be quoting everybody here. Go over to the website under relationship tips and tools. There's a blog post or under the podcast page, there is what we call show notes where I will have links to everything, including my little giveaway today. Yeah, I love you. Yeah, yeah, you're getting a giveaway. You're getting a little thing to help you that relates to what we're doing, which I'll, I'll talk about later. But so Let's obviously first, I think we have to talk about what is curiosity? What does it mean when I say to be curious? And, you know, I'm just going to say it even though I think we all know, but to when you're curious, it means you approach new or challenging things with a desire to increase your knowledge. So think about that when you think about having a fight with your partner or your partner coming up to you and saying, I don't like when you don't clean the counter the way I like or... I didn't like what you said last night at dinner. Do you think you're curious? Are you approaching that challenging thing with a desire to increase your knowledge and understand more? Right there, hopefully will help you see that maybe you haven't been very curious and that's been in the way. When you're curious, it, it, really, it just means you want to learn or know something. And 
There are basically three types of curiosity that are identified in the research, and I'll, I'll just say them quickly. There's what's called diversive curiosity, which is, you know, that momentary inclination to explore something new. You, you, I walk by a sale at Nordstrom and I'm, I'm momentarily curious. It's, it diverts me from my path (laughs) and I might go, look, it's something cute, right? I'm curious. Uh, so that's just that, you know, you're walking along a path and you see something and you stop and look, that's, that's diversive curiosity. Uh, epistemic curiosity. I always say that word wrong. I don't know why, but I think I got it right that time. That's a desire for knowledge in, you know, a particular area. So there's something that interests you. You're curious about it. I want to learn more about psychology or curiosity, and I'm going to go research it. Okay. But the one we're going to talk about today really is what's called empathic or social curiosity, which is the desire to understand other people's feelings, their thoughts, right? That That's what that's about. So we're going to go deep into this third type. And really how you can literally improve all your relationships. And I mean all of them, your partner, your mom, your coworker, your boss, your dad, your brother, your best friend with being more curious. And I, if you've listened for any amount of time, you know, I talk about curiosity quite a bit, the need to be curious in relationships. And uh, I've talked about it on the podcast. I spoke about it in my first book. If you don't have it yet, you know, the Amazon number one bestselling, Be Happily Married, even if your partner won't do a thing. But my more recent book on boundaries called Boundaries Made Easy, which we'll link to all this and you can find them both on Amazon. Uh, I really strongly recommend you get it. If any of this, if any of this resonates, if any time my podcast resonates with you, you're going to really like my books. If you hate my podcast, I don't know why you're still here, but of course you won't. You know, you won't like my voice or how I approach things. Um, but there's, it's a, you know how I am. It's a real how-to, the book, uh, both books. So, you know, go get them. Go get them. Don't right now, not right now. Like right now, keep listening. But uh, put them in your cart as soon, soon. So let's talk about the benefits of curiosity. You know, before I get into the specifics of social curiosity, I, I want to say that all that I want to I guess I want to be clear that all types of curiosity will bring positive rewards into your life. So I'm gonna you know again we're going towards that empathic or social one, but any type of curiosity will it'll release you'll release dopamine and boost your energy. It'll make you better at your job. Again, this is all from the research, and all the links are on the show notes page or the website page. Uh, Curiosity will help you learn better, make you happier, increase your life satisfaction, and improve your mood. It will help you be more creative, more pro- more playful. I mean, I, so whatever kind of curiosity. But but let's get more specific about how it will improve your relationships, right? That's what I'm here to talk about. And I read a couple books um, in the last last couple months about curiosity. And one of them was, you know, I like to read the books. I read the research too. I go from the book and I go into the bibliography and I go look at the research because I do love that. Um, but there's a wonderful book by Todd Cashton. He's a, a psychology, you know, PhD, of course, a psychology professor at George Mason University. And he's been, I see his name mostly when that's why I went and got his book. Uh, he's been researching curiosity for the last like 20 years. And so much of the research from today's episode does come from his book. It's called uh, Curious. It's like a question mark. Curious? 
discover the missing ingredient to a fulfilling life. Like even think of that title, it, it really lets you know that you should be thinking about curiosity more, right? So here are four things that he and, and other researchers from around the world have found. And I link to all the other research also. It's not just this guy. One is that curious people are less defensive and bounce back from rejection better. Uh-huh. The research has shown that people who are curious tend to be better at having a healthier perspective. I think in the research they call it taking perspective, but it's it, may, it basically means having, you know, stepping back and having a healthier perspective in the various situations you're in. And so what this means is that they're better at, curious people are better at conflict resolution and certainly have more ease around differing opinions. You know, when you can have perspective, you're going to have more ease around differing, differing opinions, uh, that, you know, that other people have that are different from your own. And Cashton goes on, he goes so far and I loved it. He calls curiosity the antidote to defensiveness. And we all know how much defensiveness defensiveness gets in the way of healthy conversations. So hello, you want to be curious. And there was another study I found, you know, I have people from all around the world. We're what in like 182 countries now. It's incredible. Thank you. All my listeners around the world. Thank you for everything, your emails and your reviews and all the, all the goods. I love it. Uh, so, and I found this study in Japan and again, I'll link that showed that curious people were able to maintain a higher satisfaction with their, and it was a large study. They were able to maintain a higher satisfaction with their lives and were happier when faced with social rejection. I know, when just from being curious. And in fact, get this, they had, even with social rejection, they had no increases in rates of depression or even social anxiety. That is like unheard of. And again, these were compared to their less curious counterparts, right? That's how the research works. So imagine that. You have social anxiety, but the fact that you're more curious when you go into social situations, your anxiety does not increase. That right there is huge and a good reason to continue to listen. So number two, curious people connect better with others. This is how it improves all your relationships or another way it improves all your relationships. Curious people absolutely connect better with others, which of course, right? Of course, it's going to improve everything. And Cashton says, uh, I want to quote it well, I hope I do, um, it's as direct as I can be. When, when you show curiosity and you ask questions and find out something interesting about another person, people disclose more. They share more. They return the favor. They ask you questions about yourself. It takes up this, what he calls kind of like a positive spiral of give and take, which of course, which of course fosters emotional closeness, intimacy, uh, right? It doesn't take a brain surgeon to figure that out, but we forget. And here's and here's what I really loved: curious people don't just do better with those close to them. The research also shows that people who are curious connect better to strangers, you know, when they're in line at the grocery store or whatever. And there was one large study where they asked. They had strangers, they put strangers together to ask each other, uh, to ask and answer personal questions to one another, right? It's something, um, scientists, we, 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 like I'm a scientist, I, I guess I am in my way, but, you know, researchers call uh, reciprocal self-disclosure. That's what that is when you're going sort of back and forth, asking and uh, answering questions. And they found that people who showed authentic curiosity, 
in those conversations were rated as warmer and more attractive than the people who didn't. So even with strangers, even if you're, you know, online at the grocery store, it will help all your relationships, all the ways that you interact with others. I know. Amazing. Number three out of these four is that curious people connect better with themselves. So, so uh, Scott, there's another book I read that was really good from Scott, and I'm sorry, Scott, I'm going to butcher your name. It's Shigeoka. I hope I'm saying that right. It's S-H-I-G-E-O-K-A. And he's from the University of uh, Texas at Austin. He, he also did some stuff at UC Berkeley and other schools. Um, and he wrote another book I read that I really like called Seek, How Curiosity Can Transform Your Life and Change the World. Not that that's... <laughs> Like, talk about, you know me, I'm, I know you all think I'm a little dramatic sometimes, like, this will change your life, it'll change the world. Well, guess what? Scott thinks the same thing. Shigeoka thinks the same thing. Uh, it, it was another really great book. And he's also done incredible research around curiosity and has found it to be truly transformative, transformative in individuals, in people having like a deeper a more satisfying connection with themselves. He says that developing curiosity, it strengthens your relationships, again, not just with others, but also with yourself. It involves, because you're detaching from your assumptions and your biases, for, for not just for others, but for yourself. And you're approaching situations with, with an open mind, which can be, of course, what he calls the ultimate force of connection, right? Can be the, the greatest way we connect with ourselves and with other people. You know, when you turn off your inner critic, I did a whole episode on that, and, and you really start to accept yourself and accept others, I mean, amazing things happen. And the fourth benefit I want to talk about, and again, there were so many I already listed, but is that curious people are less aggressive. And I think this has a lot to do with improving relationships. So the research has shown that so curious people are less aggressive, which results in better and easier conflict resolution, right? That's not, again, hard to, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure that out. And uh, they have closer, more intimate relationships because they're less aggressive. So, and this is back to Cashton. He believes that this is also related to curious people's ability to step back again and find perspective. And they do that easier than non-curious people do. When you're curious, you are seeking to understand. You are open to other people's opinions and viewpoints. You stop judging and start asking questions, which makes it easier to control your emotions and really engage in more meaningful ways that truly encourage open dialogue and understanding. So- 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hard to beat, right? Okay. So let's talk about the four ways to cultivate a more curious mindset. Now, it... So hopefully you you get this, right? That curiosity breeds true emotional closeness and intimacy. So I want you, and I've talked about, again, being curious. I think I talk about it practically every broadcast, I think. I mean, it's in a lot of what I talk about. So I'm going to repeat some things here. Like I've just pulled things together into one episode so you can get really clear um, you know, why I talk about curiosity so much and how, you know, the, the very specific ways to do it. So this part isn't even going to be long. How do you like that? Uh, but you want to really start consciously practicing being curious, consciously cultivating a more curious mindset or worldview. So to me, there are four top ways to do that. One is to go into every conversation trying to learn something, not prove something. And I know, right? So you're thinking, um, uh, I, uh, here's one I had the other day. I had a, 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 a husband and wife that I was working with, and he his job every night was to, is to put away the dishes um, at the end of the night because he's up later than her. He puts away the clean, di- you know, they've put up the dishwasher after dinner. He puts away the clean dishes so that when she comes in the morning and because she gets the kids up and gets them ready, she has sort of, you know, a clear, like a nice clean kitchen to start with, right? She doesn't have to first start putting away dishes. And he uh, forgot the other day and she was furious. You know, she comes downstairs and the dishes aren't in and the, and the dirty dishes that were, you know how there's always those extra dirty dishes lying around that haven't fit in the dishwasher and you're waiting. So those were out on the counter and then there's a full dishwasher load that has to be put away and there's dirt, you know, she was pretty mad. And, and we talked about it and she said, what was I supposed to do there? Like, I'm so mad. I want to go. And I said, well, imagine going into that situation, trying to learn something, not prove something. So now you go upstairs, your husband's getting ready at, for dinner or whatever. And how would you do this if you were going to be curious, if you were going to try to learn learn something, not prove something, not show him how wrong he was, not yell and scream, not lose your shit, like what would that look like? And she, you know, she sat for a minute and to her amazing credit, because my clients are incredible, she said, oh, I would wonder why he didn't put them away the night before. Like what, maybe something happened. Maybe he got caught up. Maybe he fell asleep early and I didn't notice. Um, You know, maybe, 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 right? I said, well, there you go. So if you start that conversation, like, hey, it's again, you want the result of, you know, if your husband and you have made this agreement that he's going to put away the dishes at night and maybe he keeps forgetting, you, you what do I always say? Do you want to be correct or effective? So you can be correct that he should do it because you said, but what's effective here? And what's effective here might be to, again, try to learn something. So what does happen at night for you? What's your schedule? How do you plan to put away dishes? Like how do you, when you don't forget what is happening, <laughs> you know, what's going on? It, it's a it's wonderful to try to learn why it's being not happening or not happening consistently as opposed to 
proving how wrong they are and they're doing it wrong and whatever, and whatever the situation is. And this is true really with every conversation you have. So have a mindset of learning something, not proving something. That is your number one way, I think, to be curious when it automatically makes you curious if you immediately take on that, that worldview or that you know point of view. That's number one. Number two is whenever you're in disagreement or being being given any kind of feedback, I want you to stop, <laughs> take a breath, and make a point to what I've said also before, listen like you're wrong. So I'm getting feedback, you know, my partner comes to me maybe, or let's just say my boss comes to me and tells me what a bad job I did on the um, the Miller uh project, right? Uh, you really screwed it up. You screwed the pooch and da, da, da. Normally when people come to us like that, our what's our immediate reaction? When someone comes and tells us something we're doing wrong, or they say, you know, I need to talk to you later about something. I'm not, I don't, our sex life is not satisfying to me and uh, this is not okay, right? Whatever that is, if you take a breath to listen like you're wrong. So yeah, you know, you got the Miller projections in on time for that project and you actually know that it was Dawn in accounting who screwed up, uh, but you don't have to go there right away. L maybe it's not what that was, and maybe that's not what your boss is really saying to you about what you screwed up. What I find a lot is that when people get directly on the defensive about something, they often are not listening to what I said at all. So I know for me, it happens a lot. This happens with clients sometimes. I'll be like, well, you know, what did you think? You know, was that the best way to handle that or whatever I might say? And and sometimes when clients are defensive right away, which they usually are not, you know, we have a good relationship, but it happens. Of course, people are human. They'll come back and they'll say like, oh, I don't know why you're telling me I did such a bad job. And I, I'm like, I, I didn't. I didn't say you did a bad job. I asked what you were like, what was going through your mind when X was going on, but you actually aren't listening well when you're on the defensive you are hearing things that aren't being said. You know you do. You know you've heard that. And that's how you get in those he said, she said arguments or they said, you said arguments where you're full of, um, you know, I didn't say that. Yes, you did. No, you didn't. You know, people really, you have to listen like you're wrong. You've got to listen where you're really wondering, truly curious about what they're trying to say first. And what's coming at you? That's so right. So listen like you're wrong <laughs> and going in to learn something, not prove something every single time. If you just did those two, you would have a completely different experience in conversations right away. And you would be forced to be curious. But I'm going to give you two more because <laughs> <clears throat> I love you so much. Wait, let me have some water. Okay. The third thing I want you to do, which I've, again, said before, why do I repeat things? Because they're the stuff you should be doing. <laughs> and if you notice, I repeat a lot of the same stuff. You don't have to do 5,000 different things. That's the beauty of working with me, listening to me, is I'm going to give you tools that work and they don't all have to be different. So the third thing I'm going to say, which you've probably already guessed if you've been listening to me for a while, is the thing I say a lot, don't sack, S-A-C. Don't offer suggestions, give advice, or criticize. Don't sack. Don't offer suggestions, give advice, or criticize. Instead of making any statements, <clears throat> excuse me, any statements at all. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm coughing, but that's okay. Instead of making a statement, which a, 
A suggestion is a statement. Even if you try to pose it as a question, don't, don't, I see you. Don't even try to get over on me with this. Oh, have you thought of this? That's not a, a real <laughs> question. That's a suggestion. That's advice. So you're, you're, you're violating the, the SAC rule, okay, the SAC rule. So instead of making statements when you go into something, if you want to truly be curious, only ask collaborative questions. Only ask collaborative questions. <gasps> it. I've tried it <clears throat> many times. It's hard. I'm not going to lie. It's sometimes hard. I do it with clients sometimes. I don't think they even notice. You know, the whole session, I'm just asking questions. I'm making sure that I'm not giving an opinion on something. Although you know me and I'm opinionated. So if you're my client, you're laughing right now. You're like, Abby, you give your opinion all the time. I do, but believe it or not, there's lots of times when I've only asked you a question. <laughs> Because I'm thinking about it. Where is this person right now? Are they defensive? Or is this new information that I need them to come to a good, you know, solution or idea about? So asking collaborative questions. And here is how I love you so much. I am going to, you can download a a list of collaborative questions by coming to the website, abbymetcalf.com forward slash podcast or forward slash of relationship tips and tools, or just go to the drop-down menu at the top of the page there and go to any of those. Go to this episode, which I think is 272, but it'll be like the, you know, just or do as if you're listening to this in 2025, uh, do a search term on the on the website and uh for curiosity, and this will come up. And you the collaborative questions will be there. You will need to give your email to get them. Yes, you will. And here's what will happen when I have your email. When I have my evil clutches on your email, you will be placed automatically on my weekly love letter. And you know what? That's all it is. Once a week. That's it. Not twice a week. Not some, you know, 15 emails every day. None of that bullshit. I hate that stuff. I don't like when it happens to me. And I'm certainly not going to do it to you. It is meant only to inspire you. I don't sell stuff. I don't like tell you to buy my $800 program, nothing like that. I certainly will let you know if my book comes out or I don't know, something else. But even then, it's not the whole newsletter. That's the the love letter. It's really not a loose newsletter. That's why I stopped calling it that. It's a love letter. It is my love. I love you. You know I do. And it's my way. I'm trying to tell a story or give you some inspiration for the week to help you think differently, to help you feel more motivated. That's all I'm doing. It, there's no evil... <laughs> other weird thing. I I don't do weird. If you don't know that by now, I don't know what to say. Like if you've been with me a while, you know, I give, give, give because I love you and I'm trying to change the world one relationship at a time. And I'm doing everything I can to make that happen in some meaningful way before I die. So that's it. That's my evil intention. Okay. So if you don't want to change the world and be happier, then yeah. Okay. Don't. And when you're signed up for the newsletter, the weekly love letter, guess what? You can unsubscribe. There's a lot of people. There's thousands of people on there. I won't know. You won't get a black mark on your record. I won't be upset. It's okay. If you don't like it, what comes to you, just unsubscribe. Okay? So (laughs) go to the website. You can get the the collaborative questions. I highly recommend them. Examples of my favorite collaborative question is, can you tell me more about? So in that uh, work situation I just mentioned where, you know, you were told the Miller project was not in on time and you screwed up, you want to ask those questions. All right. Let me understand because I 
I actually thought I did a great job on there. So I'm, I'm reeling a little bit right here. Tell me more about what, give me some examples of, you know, what I didn't do correctly or what landed wrong. Tell me more about, that is probably your best question, but I've got like, I think 15 or 20 questions on there to help you in different ways. Uh, ask questions to not sack. To be curious, of course, being curious is asking questions, trying to understand, going in to learn something, not prove something, right? All of this stuff, listening like you're wrong means you need to ask questions to understand, okay? So don't sack, ask questions. And number four, something I've also discussed before on the podcast, is I want you to answer every bid that comes your way. Now, what are bids? So I'll link in the show notes to the episodes I've done on, on bids. Bids are uh, something, a term that John Gottman, a famous marriage researcher in New York, uh, he coined, I don't know how long ago. Um, and bids are basically when anyone is asking you for your attention in something that they find important, okay? And uh, Gottman has found that when you lean into bids or go towards a bid, you will strengthen the relationship as opposed to leaning out of the bid, ignoring it, or God forbid, being hostile. So an example of a bid that um, I generally give is my wonderful Gary loves his Spartan races and he'll often be watching um, a video on somebody, you know, you can watch these videos on YouTube of people doing these Spartan races. Are there Spartan people out there? I want you to like, um, you know, give me a little comment under a video. Because uh, I know you, I love you. Um, he'll, and he'll say something to me like, oh, maybe I'm, I'm on my laptop working at the table and he's on the couch, you know, watching a video or something. And he'll say, oh my God, wow, the way this guy is doing the rig, you know, this particular obstacle, these are obstacle course races. He'll, he'll say things out loud about it, right? Uh, little kids make bids all the time, like mommy, look, or, you know, oh, come, come watch me play or, you know, whatever it is, right? You get bids all the time. If, if someone, if, uh, if your friend and you are on a walk and they say, wow, look at that bird, that's a bid. People are saying, I'm interested in this thing and I want you to be interested also because that's how I'm going to feel closer to you. I want you to show me that what's important to me is also important to you. Now, you can answer the bid, which means I would go say to Gary, hey, let me finish this email, but I want to see that. Give me a minute. I'm going to come over and watch, right? I'm watch that video with you. Turning away from the bid is ignoring it or like, um, oh, great, you know, but or just not saying anything, pretending I didn't hear him. And being hostile to the bid would be like, why, you know, you keep bugging me uh, with these, you know talking to me, I'm trying to get work done and you're talking about some rig, something that I don't need to know about, right? That, do you see? Okay. So whenever your partner, mom, coworker shares something that, and it's, you might've previously found it boring or even annoying, consciously shift into a curious state of mind. So consciously think to yourself, how can I be curious about this? I, I I will be very honest and I have been before. I don't I don't do obstacle races. You know, I'm not that gal, you know. I don't I don't run outside and do that. Okay. I'm a city girl. I don't like any of that stuff. But I'm a big fan of Gary and so I'm, and you know what? I've gotten really interested in them. And I, I know the difference between a beast and a sprint. And, you know, like it's it, like you, you start to really 
uh, you know, I've gone on races with him and I've, you know, I, I don't sit there in the cold all day for four hours when he's racing. I stay back at the hotel and do work, but you know, I, I'm still, I go with him. I share other, like you can, you don't have to pretend that you like something when you really hate it, but I would offer you to be curious to see if you could find something that you could be curious about, about the information that you could ask again, don't sack, ask questions that you could listen like you're wrong. Like maybe these are kind of cool or just try to understand more why your friend loves this bird. You don't have to go like, oh my God, a bird. It's amazing. You know, obviously don't be fake. Don't be inauthentic, but you love your friend. And if she thinks this bird is so cool, maybe ask a question like, or even you can tease her and go, I didn't even know you liked birds. Tell me about this bird. You know, you could have fun with it. It doesn't have to be some big serious thing. I understand. I remember when my kids were little and they were, mommy, look, mommy, look. That's all I would have done was look at my children. <laughs> so I get it. You can't always answer a bid with a positive. And, but again, try, try to be curious, try to do your best. And there's lots of stuff that little kids do that I found zero interest in. Okay. Especially like my, my poor son, there was, I, I don't know, you know, boy stuff. I just, you know, farts. I, I don't want to talk about farts for an hour. My son would still at 20 talk about farts for an hour. I'm not interested, but I find things we are interested in together. And I do ask questions or if you want to, you can ask like, tell me more about why farts are so compelling to you. I need to know. I need to know why since you've been three years old, you've just found them hilarious. Like, tell me more, <laughs> you know, just, I don't know, get interested if someone else shares anything happy or sad, get interested and ask those questions to delve deeper, to connect in any way that you can. What I think people are often afraid of is that if they ask questions, like maybe someone's sad and they think, oh, they're going to get even sadder. They're going to get deep in this. You, that's not what it is. Well, tell me why you're feeling so sad. You can just, again, empathize, be with them. Like, you know, again, this sucks. And, and a collaborative question could be, is there anything I could do right now to make this a little better, a little easier for you? If I could say one perfect thing right now that would remind you that I'm here with you in this thing that I know it's something you're sad about that I'm not related to, but if there's one thing I could say right now that would really let you know that, you know, I've got your back, what would it be? And those are beautiful, curious, deeper, learn, looking to learn something, collaborative questions. So again, you can download those if you come over to the website, um, if you've, uh, th those are great things to do. Those are all of my fabulous tips and things about curiosity. Again, I love, I think so often about how much I love doing the podcast because I learn so much every time I do it. I get, to, you know, I read, I get to read these books. You can hear what a geek I am. Uh, I love to read these books. I find it so fascinating. You know, human, humans are, we're all, I find us very fascinating. Uh, so uh, I hope you enjoyed today. If, if again, little plug, you know, buy one of my books, if you've and if you have bought either of my books, even if it was a long time ago, if you would please leave a review on Amazon. We will have links on the show notes page and on the blog post page. 
for how, you know, write where to go to leave a review if you don't know how on Amazon, but it would help me tremendously. I talk a lot about how our relationship is reciprocal. I give, give, give. I do love to give. And a ways to help me sometimes are to spend money and buy a book if you want to do that. You don't have to, as you know. Uh, if you do, again, leaving a review is huge. But if you don't want to spend money, you know, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Even if you don't watch me on YouTube, go subscribe, you know, like a video, uh, follow me on Instagram or something, you know, uh, do, you can do things that support that are completely free, but I want you to feel like this is a reciprocal relationship that you do, you know, you are invested in me as I am in you. That's, that's what for me makes me the happiest. So however you want to do that, I will graciously and lovingly accept, send me an email, telling me how things have changed for you since you started listening to the podcast. Oh my God, I devour those. I I live on those. I love those. I read every single one. Um, you know, this is, uh, this is us. So thank you for being here with me. I know you have oh, so many things coming at you all the time. Watch this, read this, do this. And so I really do understand how much it is and how much it means that you're here with me now. And it fills my heart in a way that's um, very difficult to really describe. So I know you hear my voice cracking. (laughs) Um, uh, Thank you. I love you so much. Have an amazing week and we will talk real soon. Thank you for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast with wonderful me, Dr. Abby Metcalf. And I've got two quick things to say. Just give me one more minute. First, I love spending this time with you and I work hard to make sure every single episode is going to help you move from any feelings of frustration or resentment or anxiety to that connected, hopeful, confident. That's always my goal. So if you have any ideas for a future episode or just want to say hi, let me know what the podcast is doing for you. Anything. You can email me at abby at abbymedcap.com. How simple is that? And the second thing I want to say is if you like the podcast, you're going to go crazy, crazy for my book. My book is really good. I'm really proud of it. You can find it on Amazon or on my website under the shop section on my website at abbymetcalf.com. It's called Be Happily Married, Even If Your Partner Won't Do a Thing. And even if your partner will do a thing, the book will still really help you. So that's it. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you soon. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.